read Hebrews, one chapter of Hebrews. Chapter 6, it's the one that I use to pray over the children. It says, Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of instruction about washings and laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. That is heavy. For those who have been enlightened and tasted in the heavenly gift, partaken of the Holy Spirit, tasted the good word of God, the powers of the age to come, and yet they've fallen away, it's impossible to renew them again. That is a heavy word. Because they crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. They crucify him again. That's a heavy word. For ground that drinks the rain, which often falls in it, and brings forth vegetation, useful to those for whose sake it is also tilled, receives a blessing from God. For ground that drinks the rain, which falls in it, and brings forth vegetation, useful for those whose sake it is also tilled, receives a blessing from God. So he's saying, when we receive the Holy Spirit and bear spiritual fruit, we receive a blessing from God. But if we, if we receive the Holy Spirit and we persist in sin, the verse says, but if it yields thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. So if we have the Holy Spirit, but we yield thorns and thistles, we're useless, worthless, close to being cursed, and end up being burned. But beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you, and things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way. For God is not unjust as to forget your work and the love which you've shown towards his name. And having ministered, and in still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you will not be sluggish, but be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There's something about being diligent to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that we won't be lazy but we would imitate those who inherit promises how do they inherit it? they apply their faith and they are patient to receive their inheritance of the promise of God For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, 
God swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply you. So, having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. For men swear by one greater than themselves, and with them an oath given as confirmation is an end of every dispute. I feel the Lord just reassuring us that he will follow through on the housing situation, Ian. Did you hear what I was talking about? In the same way, God desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. So this is cool because in because he's applying it to the housing situation that he's saying we can take strong encouragement of the hope he's put before us. This hope we have as an anchor to the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast and one which enters within the veil where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. That's Hopi's verse. Recognize it? We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He's become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Amplified. This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip, it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. This hope cannot slip, this hope cannot break down. This hope can endure the pressure on it. It's a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of God's heavenly temple, the most holy place where the very presence of God dwells, where Jesus entered in advance as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. God, we just worship you. We just praise you. We thank you, God. You are giving us help. You're really helping us, and it's because you love us, not because we deserve it. We're so thankful.